Welcome to Find Your Momentum with Ken Kors on Money 105.5 and FindYourMomentumRadio.com. Momentum is everything in business. You need to constantly generate more leads, make better sales, and create bigger results. That's what we do on Find Your Momentum. Ken Kors has trained thousands of small businesses around the world, and now he's here to go to work for you. Get inspired, motivated, and in action with Ken, starting right now on Find Your Momentum. Ken Kors here, your host of Find Your Momentum Radio at findyourmomentumradio.com. And as you may be able to hear over the radio, I am out sick today with a pretty nasty sinus infection. And hosting the show for me today is my guest, the amazing Martha Hanlon. She's my friend, she's my mentor, and she's here to share a ton of knowledge with you today. And when you hear me talk about getting the right people on your team and the right people to support you, Martha is who supports me. So take it away, Martha. Why, thanks, Ken, and we wish that you were here with us, but we're going to just pretend that you're sitting right next to us, and I'm sure I'll get a few text messages or Facebook messages as we go through. Hi, everyone. My name is Martha Hamlin, and I am the founder of Wide Awake Business. And Wide Awake Business, as Ken said, is really focused on the small business, the, the, the mom and pop, the dentist, the the clothing store, the yoga instructor, the CPA, the dentist, the folks who really, let's be honest, we make the economy go round and round. I, I love big businesses, and I come out of that. My background personally is I've spent over 20 years doing marketing and some sales experience advice for bigger companies, AT&T and British Telecom and a little company called MCI that got purchased by a big company called WorldCom. And I went out to work for myself in the early 2000s because that's really where the excitement was. And I spent a lot of time working for those big corporations, startups in Silicon Valley, who had the next great big idea. And as wonderful and as fun and as rewarding that is, and we still do work with corporate, where my heart really lies is with small businesses. Because, as I said, we really make the world go round. There's so many of us. And... It's where a lot of the innovation occurs. It's where the growth occurs. It's where a lot of great interaction and customer service occurs. So my business partner, Chris Williams, and I started Wide Awake Business about eight years ago with the goal of working with small businesses to build your customers, to show you how to find and keep customers using marketing and sales techniques and some business opportunities and strategies, too. Because one of the things that I always laugh at in a, I guess maybe a sad, sad way, is when I'm speaking at an event, I'll always ask people in the room, so how many of you have all the customers that you want? And there's usually one, maybe two people who will raise their hand and say, yep, they're good. They've got all the customers they want. But most of the time I get a chuckle. And people want to talk about how to get more. And for those of you and me who are in business for ourselves, we probably did that not just to create glory and fame and to make goo gobs of money, but we also did it because we get a chance to manage our life our way. We get a chance, perhaps with a little bit of luck, to have a little bit more freedom to do some of the things that we'd like to do. And all that was exciting to Chris and I, so off we went to establish wide-awake business. And 
as you think about marketing and you think about sales and you think about your customers, I think one of the things that happens for many businesses is every month we feel like we have to pull that rabbit out of a hat. You know, we've got a revenue target. We've got things we're trying to pursue. And, man, where's that money going to come from? Where are those customers going to come from? And it feels like we have to pull a rabbit out of the hat. And we want to stop that. We want to show you some techniques. And, you know, I've got some time today. We're going to walk through some things that are really customer-oriented because I think the answer to many of the things that ail our businesses or that just hold our businesses back are not having enough information, attention to, understanding our customers. So we're going to talk a lot about that today with your permission and see where we can go from there to get you with at least a couple of new ideas that you can take away. Here's my goal, to take away from our chat today and implement in your business right away. So one of the things that... Actually, probably the thing. Let me cross that out. One of the, it's not one of the things. It's the thing. Everyone will share with you what they think the most important thing for a business is, usually based on our own special expertise. All that aside, and they're probably right in their own little ways, here's what's the most important thing for any business, big, small. I don't care the size of the business. The number one thing that we should all have in our business is insights into the mind of our customers. Insights into the mind of your customer. Because when you know what motivates your customers, and we're going to talk more about this today, but when you know what motivates your customers, you'll be able to adopt their language. You'll be able to talk to the things that are important to them. You'll be able to put products and services together that they want, not the things that you know as the expert that they need. And it's kind of like a car out of an alignment. When you are pulling in your direction, when you think, well, that's the product that, that I want to do, or that's surely what our customers need, you are often pulling like a car out of alignment. And as soon as you become not just customer-focused, but customer-centered, and you understand what your customer is all about, you're going to find that your results change, and some of the things that you've been tugging to do get a lot easier to do. So let me tell you a little bit about what I mean when I talk about insights into the mind of your customer. So for most of us, the very first step is, and I know this sounds obvious, but you'd be amazed at how many people haven't taken this moment, write out a profile of who your best customer is. Who is your ideal customer? from a demographic perspective, maybe a a psychographic perspective. Who are they? And unless you've got a gigantic marketing budget, it's hard to say anybody who or everybody who. It's a lot easier to be targeted. And for those of you who might just be starting your businesses, it's a whole lot easier to start with some beachhead, some beginning point, and then you can grow from there. So if I go back to somebody like Amazon in the good old days, Amazon's beachhead was to sell books online. That was their beachhead. Look what they sell today, one of everything. We have a a personal friend who used to work at one of their distribution centers, and he said that they had powerboat motors and all kinds of things in there that were to be sold and distributed from their center. So there's nothing that Amazon doesn't start to sell today, but they began at the beachhead of selling books. So for you, your first step is who's your customer, 
What's their profile? And be specific. And I think it's always good to write this stuff down because it just, if it's rattling around in your head, it's hard to remember. So the second piece about your customer, and this is, you're not in this conversation yet, so it's not about how they interact with you. This is still just about them. What are their aspirations? What are they trying to achieve in their life, in their business, in the area in which you operate? Maybe it's with their health, or maybe it's with their spirituality, or maybe it's with their business, or maybe it's with, um, what else could it be, their relationships or their weight. What are their aspirations? What are they trying to achieve at a surface level, but also at a deep, more meaningful, purposeful level? And then the third question to ask is, what are the obstacles that stand in their way? Their challenges, their issues. What's keeping them from reaching their aspiration? Not what, not what their obstacle is in saying yes to you. What are their obstacles in reaching those aspirations? And then pay attention to the language that your customer uses. So one little thing that from my own business, from Wide Awake Business, is a couple of years ago, because we came out of corporate marketing, we used to talk about the fact that we get you leads. And I, I would say most small business owners that I know don't think that way. They don't think marketing's in charge of leads, and then they hand them to sales, and sales is in charge of creating customers. They think about it as one continuous play. They don't divide it into pieces. And so that one piece is we had to change our language from talking about getting leads to showing you how to get and keep customers. And that's what I want you to start to think and focus on, and we'll be right back with some more great information on your customers and what you can do with them. Ken Kors here to talk about the possible Dream Summit, which is coming up here, right here in Sacramento on November 4th. And for all of you out there who are serious about getting education and supporting a great cause in Women's Empowerment Sacramento, you need to get registered today for the Women's Empowerment Summit. It'll be with my mentor, my great friends at Wide Awake Business, Martha Hanlon and Chris Williams. We're also joined by Nancy Matthews, who you heard a few weeks ago here on Find Your Momentum Radio. Radio.com, and we'll be spending the day helping you get educated, helping make the impossible possible, helping you find new ways to get market marketing to your business, sales to your business, all the different things that you need to really accelerate your results as well as support your community. And I know on our show, Find Your Momentum Radio, we often talk about how many of you want to give back to the community. The reason why you go into business is to support those people around you and this is a great way to do it so you can get registered today head right over to findyourmomentumradio.com click the link at the top of the page for the possible dream summit get signed up november 4th it's a full day that's going to support women's empowerment and eliminate homelessness here in sacramento so support your business support your community it is the possible dream summit findyourmomentumradio.com you're back with Find Your Momentum Radio and Ken Course on Money 105.5 and FindYourMomentumRadio.com. Let's get passionate and inspired about your business, your community, and your results. We're here to help you get motivated and get creative on your marketing, sales, and systems. Now, back to Ken Course. Ken Course here, your host of 
Find Your Momentum Radio at findyourmomentumradio.com. And as you may be able to hear over the radio, I am out sick today with a pretty nasty sinus infection. And hosting the show for me today is my guest, the amazing Martha Hanlon. She's my friend, she's my mentor, and she's here to share a ton of knowledge with you today. And when you hear me talk about getting the right people on your team and the right people to support you, Martha is who supports me. So take it away, Martha. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Money 1055 FM here in Sacramento and to Ken's wonderful program. And my name is Martha Hanlon, as Ken said. I'm, I'm pinch hitting for him today. And Ken, thank you for letting everyone know about the possible Dream Summit. Um, just for two seconds, and then we'll plow back into some st- great stuff about your customers. The possible Dream Summit is coming up November 4th, and here's why I think it's so exciting for all of you. It's one event, one day. We're going to work to shift your mind, your head, your heart, your business, and your wallet, and the Sacramento community, because the profits for the event go to Women's Empowerment Group, who take women and their families off the streets and show them how to get jobs and improve Sacramento. So if you want to take a look at what that's all about, head over to findyourmomentumradio.com and click on the link. It'll be there. It'll be obvious. So as we were talking about, your ideal customer, there's three things that you want to be thinking about. Obviously a profile of who they are, what their aspirations are in your area in which, they, in which you operate, whether that's healthcare or whether it's business or whatever it might be, you're, you're not in it, not their aspiration with you. And their obstacles, their challenges, whatever problems, whatever word you want to use in reaching those aspirations. Again, not their problems in saying yes to you, but their problems in reaching those aspirations. Because when you know those three things, now you have their buying drivers. You'll know exactly what their buying drivers are. And here's the good news. There's only two. There's only two buying drivers for any of us, and they're built in. You don't have to work to create a buying driver. They're already there inside your customer. And there's only two. One is they've got a problem, a challenge, an issue, a headache, and they're looking for someone like you who's an aspirin who will take away their headache. Or something's really good, and they want to make it better and they're looking for you as a vitamin. And to make something even simpler, about 80% of the world is looking for an aspirin. We, We always take care of our headaches before we go out and make something a whole lot better. Now, one of the questions that I know Ken was going to ask me, because he did give me a few of the questions he was going to pose my direction, is we wrote a book two years ago called Customers Are the Answer to Everything. And Ken's question is, what does that mean? Well, at some level, I hope the answer is kind of obvious. If you have all the customers that you want, all the customers that you desire, can you just sit in that spot for a minute, whether you're driving or you're working from home? Can you just sit in that spot for a minute? You've got all the customers you want. What does that do to your business? What does that do for you? What does that do for how you live your life? And while, again, we know that there's a lot of people out there who talk about customers and customers are important to your business and they're centerpiece of your business, the truth of the matter is to build a business that is customer-focused, that's customer-centered, 
is not what most of us do. Most of us start with, here's me, here's what I'm really good at, here's my skill. I'm a super-duper great dentist. And we come to the marketplace from the position that, wow, everybody really needs to have their teeth cleaned. And there's probably a lot of truth to that. But we come to the market with our beliefs going from us to the customer. And the whole idea around customers are the answer to everything is to begin to flip that equation. To help you to see, you start with the customer and what drives them and what their aspirations are and their obstacles and their built-in buying drivers. And now when you recognize all of that, what is the product or service that they're looking for or maybe the end result that they're looking for that they want and you can bring into their world. So instead of you building a business from you out to the customer, now you're going to build a business from the customer into you based on that thing that you're really good at. And I think that's the whole foundation of customers are the answer to everything, to be able to dream and to achieve the dream and to advance your business and to be able to do that because I think a lot of us feel like customers are a bit of a mystery. And I can understand why. You know, they don't send us little email notes saying, Dear Martha, could you possibly not do this and do this instead? Dear Martha, I really like this. Dear Martha, the economy has changed and I'm not going to do that anymore. I wish they would send us those kinds of messages, but they don't. So we have to read the tea leaves because they do leave a trail. They do leave a trail behind them. It's just that our job is to read their trail, to read the tea leaves, to figure out what they're trying to tell us, but they're just not telling it to us very directly. So when you move your business from being built from you out to them and create your business from them to you, a lot of those answers become much more obvious. So the other thing that I thought was useful to touch on is to talk about maybe the difference between talking about customers and perhaps marketing jargon like target market. Now, I come out of a very classic marketing background. I have an MBA from the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. It's tough to get much better than that. My major was marketing, and I spent over 20 years in corporations in their marketing departments. And one of the things that I always felt was true in large corporations when we use stuff like target market is I get it, I understand what they're talking about, but where is the customer in that statement? You know, we've sort of boiled the customer down to being a market rather than a person, rather than a lot of people. You don't see them anymore as folks with hair and eyes and lips and desires you see them as this conglomerated group that makes up a market. So my preference is to talk about customers. And one of the other reasons why we use the word customers, let's say, instead of clients, because clients always sounds a little bit classier, is because when I, again, use the language of my personal customer, they say customer, they don't say client. So as you take a look at marketing jargon like target market, it's not that it's not correct, but where's the customer in that statement? And where's the heart? Where's the soul? You've just taken human beings with human needs and human desires 
and you've boiled them down to some statistical thought process or even worse, algorithm. And, you know, that's no way to run a business if you don't have to do it that way. So I would say get rid of that kind of jargon and start thinking about the customer and start thinking about them as a person and getting into their minds. And many people will ask me, well, hey, Martha, how do I get into the minds? How do I develop insights into the mind of the customer? And I think the answer is kind of simple. You probably have, if you've been in business for a while, you probably have some of them already. It's just no one like me has come along to ask you that question. So just take a few moments, you know, some, find some quiet time. If you're driving you, and you're not in traffic, you might have that quiet time right now. Just walk through in your mind this customer. When, the, when your best customers, that profile of them, who would you like to have a lot more of? And what do they say to you? What do they say to each other when they're talking about their issues? Listen to the language that they use. So my example, again, is you know, we used to talk about leads, and when we started paying attention to the fact that it re really wasn't connecting, what did our customers say? And they used the word customers. We want to get customers. We don't want to get leads. Suddenly my conversation improved. So I think for the most part, particularly for those of you who have been in business, your whole job is you probably know some of it. You just want to now pay attention to what they say. Frankly, not only what they say to you, particularly in the beginning when you're first starting to talk to them before they've said yes to be your customer, also pay attention to the things they don't say to you, they won't say to you, those things that are rattling around in their heads. And you know what they are because once you start working with them and you've been with them and they've bu you've built their trust, they'll share with you some of the things that are rattling around in their heads. And we have a, a client now who is in uh, senior care. And one of the things that many of their clients won't say to them in the beginning is, I won't say, I don't want to be, I'm worried about being a bad child. I'm worried about being a bad daughter or a bad son if I don't take care of mom or dad. So those things that they won't say are important for you to know. And again, I believe most of you do know them because you hear them eventually when you start working with people. But knowing it up front enables you to say them. You can say them in your website. You can say them when you're talking to people. I just had two people last week say to me, I felt like when I read your email, that you were in my head. And that's my reward because that means to me that I understand my customer. So as you take a look about how do you get into the mind of your customer, I would start by just saying pay attention. You know, put on that your listening ears. Listen to their language. Listen to the, how they operate. Listen to the things they say to you versus the actions that they take because we all know those can be different at times. Make those observations once they've started to work for you, with you, about the things that they now reveal. And that's the kind of information that you can put into your website copy or if you speak that you can include in your speeches. If you do emails, you can include in your emails because now you're talking right to them and they will feel like you're right in their heads. So great keys. We're going to come back in a few minutes, and we're going to keep our conversation rolling. 
So we'll be back shortly for more insights into your customer. From the Big Mountain Heating, Air, and Solar Traffic Center, Charlie Simons. 65 coming out of Roseville. It's starting to slow down, and it starts at Sunset Boulevard. Gets down about 30 miles an hour past Blue Oaks, and then by the time you get to Galleria, you're finally going to be moving all right. On to 80, heading westbound. Get past Douglas Boulevard, and you're back up to freeway speeds. Once you get to the top of town, though, there is that construction slowing you down from Longview Drive to Northgate. And it's not too bad at this point. 80 heading eastbound, coming in from Davis, starting at Richards Boulevard, just past that actually, until you get to the Yolo Causeway, and then it slows down again in West Sacramento. And I-5 northbound, it's very slow going along the Capitol Corridor. And that's how you're driving. I'm Charlie Simons. Sean Davis here, the host of Uncommon Investments and Resources. Are you within 10 years from retirement? Do you feel behind that you don't have enough saved? Or do you feel that you're on track but want to hedge yourself and finish strong to make sure you're okay? This weekend, I'm going to be talking about making up for lost time. I'm going to give you ideas and tactics for making more money for retirement savings and converting non-income producing assets into income for retirement. Don't miss this show. You're less than 10 years out from retirement. Right here, this Saturday at 8 a.m. I'm Pat Barr. I'm Don Padilla, financial advisors with Wells Fargo Advisors in Sacramento. Pat, since the market crash in 2008, I've observed that too many investors are unsuccessfully trying to time the market. They don't want to lose. They're waiting for the perfect time to invest, which never seems to come. Yeah, they're stuck on the sidelines, wasting opportunity. If you find yourself in that position, please call us at 916-275-8100. That's 916-275-8100. Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. is a registered broker-dealer and a separate non-bank affiliate of Wells Fargo & Company. Are you ready for a rush on Money 105.5? Fridays at 2 p.m., join the rock stars, Jim T. Chong, the sports guy, Charlton Curry, and special appearances from the media man, Glenn Spillman, and the theater queen, Cammie Ferry. Get entertained, get educated, and get home during the rush hour with tools that simply work for life, business, and money. Learn about the money message and moments that make life worth living. Remember, on Fridays at 2 p.m., catch the rush hour on Money 105.5. The Karistan Wonder Rug wowed tens of thousands of visitors at two World's Fairs. The Karistan name has become the name that means quality, beauty, and durability for both nylon and wool carpets. All products and patterns have a special price at Waldo Bowers through November 9th. Another strong reason to visit Waldo Bowers this month is Anything Goes. Up to $5 off per yard sale is still available. And while you're there, take a look at their new Balterio laminate flooring display by IVC. It looks like wood feels like wood, but it's laminate, an incredible product. If you have real hardwood that looks old, Waldo Bowers can sand and finish to make your hardwood look fresh and new. Waldo Bowers Showroom at 2300 Broadway is more than a flooring store. It's a one-stop decorating destination. You can find quality, affordable wallpaper and window coverings and every type of flooring. 0% financing for 12 months is available on approved credit. Go to WaldoBowersFloorCovering.com or call 451-0114. 451-0114. Capital Christian High School offers affordable private education. Capital does more than get students ready for college or a career. Capital prepares students for real life. The faculty believes in building every student to reach their full potential in academics, the arts, athletics, community service, and relationships. Sunday, November 1st, Capital Christian is hosting an event called Meet the 
the principals. This event is for prospective families to tour the high school campus and talk with the principals. Stop by anytime between noon and 2. Find out more details at ccscougars.org. Ken Kors here to talk about the possible Dream Summit, which is coming up here, right here in Sacramento on November 4th. And for all of you out there who are serious about getting education and supporting a great cause in Women's Empowerment Sacramento, you need to get registered today for the Women's Empowerment Summit. It'll be with my mentor, my great friends at Wide Awake Business, Martha Hanlon and Chris Williams. We're also joined by Nancy Matthews, who you heard a few weeks ago here on Find Your Momentum Radio. Radio.com. And we'll be spending the day helping you get educated, helping make the impossible possible, helping you find new ways to get market and marketing to your business, sales to your business, all the different things that you need to really accelerate your results as well as support your community. And I know on our show, Find Your Momentum Radio, we often talk about how many of you want to give back to the community. The reason why you go into business is to support those people around you and this is a great way to do it so you can get registered today head right over to findyourmomentumradio.com click the link at the top of the page for the possible dream summit get signed up november 4th it's a full day that's going to support women's empowerment and eliminate homelessness here in sacramento so support your business support your community it is the possible dream summit findyourmomentumradio.com You're on Find Your Momentum Radio with Ken Kors on Money 105.5 and FindYourMomentumRadio.com, where it's all about your results. Sharpen your marketing, get laser-focused on your sales, and build a system to maintain momentum all the way to the bottom line. Now, back to Ken Kors. Ken Kors here, your host of Find Your Momentum Radio at FindYourMomentumRadio.com. And as you may be able to hear over the radio, I am out sick today with a pretty nasty sinus infection. And hosting the show for me today is my guest, the amazing Martha Hanlon. She's my friend, she's my mentor, and she's here to share a ton of knowledge with you today. And when you hear me talk about getting the right people on your team and the right people to support you, Martha is who supports me. So take it away, Martha. Well, thank you very much, Ken, and I'm so sorry that you can't be with us today. You're out with sinus infections, and I think we probably have a great deal of sympathy coming your direction. Just a reminder for everybody, I want to welcome you. This is Martha Hamlin from Wide Awake Business, subbing in for Ken. And we want to welcome you to Find Your Momentum Radio on Money 105.5 in Sacramento. And we've been talking about customers. We've been talking about how to get them. We've been talking about how to keep them, and we've been talking about, perhaps most importantly, how to create a business that is truly not just you know, lip service, but truly centered on a customer, built from the customers into you rather than built from you out to the customers. And this, this, our starting points for our conversation were obviously to create your profile of who your ideal customer is, and one of the things... I know is important in some people's profiles of their ideal customer, but I'm going to encourage you not to include it, is I'll often see when we do this individually with our clients, I'll often see someone say, well, my ideal customer can pay for my services. Well, yes, you may not always know that at this point in time, so let's deal with some of their other characteristics. What are their demographics? Is it important where they live? 
Is it important um, what their job title is if they're in, in a business and you're looking to approach them through their business? Is their age important? Are their um, psychographics important? How they behave? So we, we did a business uh, beginning their marketing a handful of years ago, and they made a gorgeous, gorgeous kitchen countertop product out of recycled glass. The company's called Vitrazo. And their belief about their customers' behavior was it's a very green product. It's all recycled glass and a little cement, so probably something like 95% of the product is green. And Vitrazo's management believed that their customers' behaviors were that they were probably super-duper green people, that they would shop at Whole Foods and they would use Tom's toothpaste and maybe they drove Priuses. And we did a little research on their customers and discovered none of those things were true. What was true was these were folks who didn't want to put granite into their kitchen. They wanted something that was different, that made a statement, that separated them from their neighbors, that was a story because that glass could be Coca-Cola bottles. Some of the glass was from traffic lights in the city of Berkeley, California. So every surface was unique and different, and every surface had a story. And that's what their behaviors were all about. They didn't want to be like everybody else. As you start to think about your business, and more importantly, as you start to think about your customer, I want you to think about what their motivations truly are and what their behaviors truly are in the area that you operate in. And then we talked about what are their aspirations for themselves and their business and what are the problems, the issues, the challenges they have in reaching those aspirations. Not in saying yes to you. You're not in this part of the profile yet in their challenges, their problems, their issues, in reaching their aspirations. You do those couple of things, and suddenly you're going to have this mountain of information running through your head about who your customer is. And just before the break, we were talking about how you can begin to understand them and what you can do as first steps. And what we were talking about as first steps is just listen. For those of you who have been in business for a while, I'm betting you already know some of the answers to these questions, but perhaps no one like me has come along to ask you these questions before. So think through, what are you hearing? And don't translate. Don't turn into the doctor who tells us in medical language what's wrong with us. Use English. Use your customer's language. They're not professionals. All of us have little medical lingo, marketing lingo, sales lingo, healthcare lingo, whatever the case may be. We've all got our little, what I will call, insider language. But your customers aren't insiders, so don't use your insider language with them. We, we, we were talking through an example earlier, the difference between we don't talk about target market. That's marketing jargon. If I was going to hang out with all my marketing buddies in corporate America, I might whip out target market. But even then, I think I've moved on to calling them customers because it takes this big thing that has no eyes, ears, hair, and turns it into numbers. And your people, your customers, are humans. And when you think about them as humans rather than numbers, you'll start to see some of this information show up. For those of you who might be just starting a business, what I would say to you is to get insights into the mind of your customers, just take a guess right now. Right? You're all in the learning phase. Your business isn't going to be perfect when it goes out. You have to put everything into the marketplace to let the marketplace vote on what's good and what works and what they don't like so much. 
was just reading a book about Starbucks and a couple of the products that they put out. They put out a chocolate drink, particularly to draw people in in the evening. And it, they gave it a cool, classy name, and it went splat. It didn't work. But what they did learn from it is how to create two-eat chocolate drinks that people are enjoying in certain stores now. So when you think about your business, when you think about your products and you're just starting, put some stuff out there. It's not going to ever be perfect. Think about excellence instead of perfection. And target getting your information out, your products out, your conversation out, focused at your customer, and then watch and learn. Watch and learn because they will show you and they will tell you what's important to them. That, you know, as, as I said earlier, they just don't send you an email note. They don't make it that direct. You have to pay attention. So if you've been in business for a while, I bet you know this. If you're just starting, give it your best shot and make adjustments as you go because you're going to learn as you go. And I've been in business for myself since 2002, and I still make adjustments because customers don't stay the same. Their needs and their desires change with economic times. What people wanted when the recession hit is not what they're looking for now and certainly isn't what they were looking for before the recession. And they didn't send me an email to help me understand it. It took a little while to figure out where they were going, but that's part of my job and it's part of your job as a customer-centered business. So you can start today. You can take some of the things that we're talking about right now and begin to put them into action. Use this information we're talking about on your customer as your meter to measure everything. You know how you're all working harder than you'd like to, probably? Someone told me a long time ago that leaving corporate America, where you work 40, 50, 60 hours, 70 hours a week, to go work for yourself so that you can work 70, 80, 90 hours a week is probably the norm. Well, one of the things that you can do to make your time better used to get more reward for your effort is to become customer-centered. Take a look at what you're doing. That, you know, it's just not working. You've tried it. You've given it a good shot. Why are you still continuing to do it? I give you permission to set it free. What are you doing that is working? Let's go identify what's working and go do some more of that. And what are just a couple of things that you could go try? some new things, a new approach that you could put into action to test to see if it works. If it doesn't, we leave it. We go try something else. So if you're also looking at your business from a customer perspective around what should I stop because, let's be honest, it's not working. What could I start to do? There's a little trial. It doesn't have to be a million things. And what do I continue because it is working? You'll be on the road to clearing out the rubble and replacing it with things that work and with new experiments to see if they work. And I think that what you're going to find is your business will become more profitable, more rewarding, and there's a lot to be said for that, and more satisfying to you and hopefully also generating a little bit more freedom to you for your efforts. And that's all possible because the customers who, I don't know, maybe you feel like they're a little bit of a mystery, will become a little less of a mystery 
when you start to get focused on them and build your business, as we've talked about, from them to you rather than you to them. So that's one of the things that you can start right now. If you're looking for a little something to do on a Tuesday evening, take a couple minutes and map out what your customers' aspirations are and what their obstacles are. What do you hear? What is the kind of language that they use? And I think you're going to start to see when you fi- find that out, light bulbs are going to go on. And when you put it into play, money will come in the door. Good stuff? Good. So we're going to be spending a few more minutes together, and we're going to keep the conversation rolling. And there's a couple of other places where you can go and get in contact with Ken. He's on Twitter. You can reach him at twitter.com forward slash Ken Course. And you can reach him at facebook.com forward slash Explore Momentum. And we'll be right back. Ken Course here to talk about ways that you can get your momentum now. And on today's show, you've been listening to my guest host, my amazing mentor, Martha Hanlon, talk to you about how you can accelerate your marketing, how customers are the answer to everything. And what you hear right here on Find Your Momentum Radio is just a sample of the education you can get over at yourmomentumnow.com. It's totally free, and it features hundreds of different courses from the top experts in almost any imaginable industry. So if you're looking to get educated, you're looking to make more money, you want to improve anything you can learn from the top experts in the world completely free. There are new messages provided to you every single day to get you motivated, to get you inspired, to get you tactical. And the best part, you can get it right on your mobile device. So you can get it on iOS, you can get it on Android, an app, that message comes out to you every day. You can go through free programs that you would normally pay a minimum of $20 for from most of these speakers alone, all the way up to a few hundred dollars. I know some great programs that we just put up in the platform talking about your crucial business success factors that you're not measuring and talking about an easy way to put together your marketing plan, the one, two, three, four marketing system. Those are both coming live from me, your host of Find Your Momentum Radio, Ken Course, and hundreds of other mentors like Les Brown, Laurel Langmire, Kevin Harrington. It's yourmomentumnow.com. Sign up for free today, yourmomentumnow.com. It's all about your business here on Find Your Momentum Radio with Ken Kors on Money 105.5 and FindYourMomentumRadio.com. Want to get more out of what you're already doing? Need the right strategy to get more out of your efforts? Let's find your momentum and get back to Ken Kors. Ken Kors here, your host of Find Your Momentum Radio at FindYourMomentumRadio.com. And as you may be able to hear over the radio, I am out sick today with a pretty nasty sinus infection. And hosting the show for me today is my guest, the amazing Martha Hanlon. She's my friend, she's my mentor, and she's here to share a ton of knowledge with you today. And when you hear me talk about getting the right people on your team and the right people to support you, Martha is who supports me. So take it away, Martha. Thank you, Ken. We miss you, and I hope you're doing better with those sinuses. And for everyone, just as a little reminder, we are here on Money 105.5 FM in Sacramento, 
and this is findyourmomentumradio.com. And we're talking about customers today. This is Martha Hamlin from Wide Awake Business, and we're talking about the centerpiece of your business and how to create a customer-centered business because you're going to make money, it'll get a lot easier, you'll have some freedom, and all those things you got into business to do will start to show up because you're centering yourself around your customers. And for those of you who love what we're talking about today, uh, Ken's mentioned this a couple times, I just want to point you over to findyourmomentumradio.com because on November 4th in Sacramento, we are doing the Possible Dream Summit. You know how many times you think your dream's impossible? Well, we're going to take one day, three experts, and we're going to work to create shifts in your head, because sometimes your head gets in the way, let's be honest. Sometimes your heart gets in the way. We're going to work on shifts for your business and shifts for your wallet and shifts for your Sacramento community, because the proceeds of the Possible Dream Summit will go to Women's Empowerment whose mission is to take moms and families who are homeless off the streets of Sacramento by showing them, teaching them how to get gainful employment. So that's at findyourmomentumradio.com. Come and join us November 4th. So we've been talking about customers and how to get them. And Ken left me with a couple of questions that I think are great ones to bring us in towards the end of our time together today. One of the things Ken asks me is, why do some people seem to hate the word marketing? I was on a call, oh, maybe a year or two ago, with a group of people, and their mentor, their favorite person, their coach brought me in to have a conversation with them. And I felt a little bushwhacked because what I discovered is none of them, they all said, oh, no, we hate marketing, and we don't market. I was like, really? Well, that, that means I'm really happy that I'm here if you don't like marketing and hate marketing. But when we started digging, what came out was they felt that marketing was lying, that we were all just being duped, and we were being hypnotized to do things we didn't want to do. And my answer is really super simple. Then if that's what you think marketing is, don't do it. Not don't do the marketing. Don't hypnotize people. Don't tell them things that aren't true. I think marketing gets a bad name for the very few number of people who may hype. If you're working from your customer's perspective, then you're not lying, you're not hyping, you're there to serve. And marketing's role is to serve. And the market proves over and over again, customers prove over and over again, that if you don't tell people the good things that you can do for them, if you don't tell people how you can serve them and get them to overcome their obstacles to reach their aspirations, you won't be in business very long. The best products and services have often gone unrecognized and dwindled by the side of the road because nobody knows about them. Making something good isn't enough. You have to tell people how you can serve them by reaching their aspirations, taking away their obstacles. I think the other reason why people struggle with marketing is we weren't born into it. We're not born into marketing. We're not born into sales. We're great dentists. We're great yoga instructors. We're great CPAs. We're great coaches. We're great Weight Watch people or personal trainers. We're great at a skill, but nobody, we didn't go to school, no one taught us about marketing and sales. So I think we struggle with that because so many people want to stay 
as the great chiropractor and don't want to step up to be the great marketing and salesperson. It's not what they were born to do. And it's okay. You can go be the great chiropractor if you've got someone or a team of someones who are doing the marketing and selling for you. And if you don't, then that's your most important job. Uh, My dear friend, Laura Langmeyer, says there's four skills that every business owner should have. One is you must be the leader of your business. You must be the leader of yourself. You must be the leader of your team, your employees, and you must lead your customers because you know this area. You know this weight loss area better than they do. So A is leadership. The second and third are kissing cousins. You must know how to market and you must know how to sell. And the fourth skill that she says we all must have as entrepreneurs and small business owners is we must be able to read our financial statements and understand and take direction because of them. Now, we don't have to create those financial statements. We just have to read them and understand them. And she says, if you're not marketing and selling, you don't need to worry at all about being able to read your financial statements because there won't be anything in them. I think it's a great way of putting it. I think many of us hesitate on marketing because it's not what we were born to do. We were born with another skill. We, we were sent to college for another skill. And now we find ourselves in business, and darn it, we've got to figure out how to tell people who we are and what makes us good. And what makes you good is that you're in service to your customers to take away their obstacles and deliver their aspirations. And I know we've talked about that a ton, and I've probably underlined it a bunch of times. But when you do that, you're not going to feel disingenuous. You're not going to feel pushy, which is what women tell me, oh, I don't want to be pushy. You're not going to feel like you're duping people or or hypnotizing them. You're going to feel like you're in service to them because you've built the business from them to you, not you to them. You don't need their dollar. You want it because it enables you to serve them better. So as I take a look at you know, why people aren't particularly fond of marketing and selling, those are the reasons that we usually find that show up. And what I want you to do instead is start to fall in love with your customers. Fall in love with their foibles and the issues that they have and the problems they're trying to solve because do you know how happy they're going to be when you solve those problems, when you take away those obstacles? when you do the thing that for them that they can't do for themselves, because they're not an expert at it. When you put your customer in the middle of everything that you do, you will have a customer that you're in love with, and they'll be in love with you. And I can't think of anything better than that. So, Ken, in your absence, I want to thank you for having me on today. I truly appreciate it. I hope we'll see folks at Possible Dream Summit. Remember, you can reach Ken at findyourmomentumradio.com or on Twitter at twitter.com forward slash Ken Course or facebook.com explore momentum. And I hope to see you soon and on November 4th.